0: chain attack i'm your host trevor and i'm currently watching attack on titan while i read it in the uh, manga form no not while we're recording i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna wait I was, I was gonna ask you which
1: was more disturbing
0: um actually i didn't know this i'd seen the first season of attack on titan but previously and we decided um that our daughter was adult enough to watch it so we started watching it with her and i decided i have um Comicsology unlimited and there's about, I don't know, six or seven of the first volumes that are available for Attack on Titan. So I started reading through them, and um, they are almost identical, like shot for shot. Oh, wow. Uh, the dialogue is almost identical. There are some differences. For example, in, in the uh, anime, they called them the Scout Corps, and in the comic they're, or manga, they're called the Survey Corps. Um, But truthfully, that's a pretty minor difference. There's some other things that are fairly minor. The order in which they're shown to you is a little bit different. And I actually like it a little bit better in the anime. It makes a little more sense. Um, There's a lot of flashbacks in the comic that can kind of lose you. Um, So, uh, but truthfully, a big portion of it, and I would say 95% of it is shot for shot, identical. Which I just want to go on record for saying, why in the hell can Hollywood not figure this out?
1: Like we don't want you Just to shot for shot recreate things.
0: Yeah, know? we do not want you to reimagine our favorite thing. So
1: we want you, mean, you to
0: put it on the big screen the exact same way we were expecting it.
2: So you, you mean like Zack Snyder did with Watchmen, and then he was denigrated for doing so?
0: Um, actually, I don't mind Watchmen because it's pretty close. I'm talking it's, more like there is
2: there is like a lot of shot for shot in that movie, and I think the movie's great. But there's a lot of comic nerds who rage over over, over that.
0: the minor differences.
2: Uh, the, about lots of things, I guess. But yes, they. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think I think of movies like um, *Ender's Game*, for example, where I'm like, "What abomination did you just stick in front of me?" <laughs> what I, happened
2: here? I kind of want to rewatch that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I don't have a problem with uh, Asa Butterfield. Is that her, his name? Anyway. Actor? Yeah, he just he fell flat in that movie, especially. I think that maybe the script wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but the actor didn't help. I, I don't I don't know what happened there, but anyway. My point being is that this is a very faithful representation of the of the source material, and I just wish we would get a little bit more of that in other things.
2: So when you said that you were reading the the manga Manga, whatever. Uh, while watching the show, I thought that you were literally at the same time having <laughs> the <in> comic <laughs> open while it's going on the TV.
0: <laughs> no, um, I haven't done that yet. Uh, I think I would if there were actually differences, but they're so close that I just don't see that there's any point to that.
2: So I'm I'm Jay, and I don't eat or sleep or mold along. I just slay the spire all day long. <laughs>
1: holy back of the box quote marketing material batman (laughs) uh and i'm josh and i also am cultured like trevor and i'm reading manga called delicious in dungeon which is the most hilarious take for me on a dungeon crawl ever it's about a party of adventurers who are making their way through a dungeon by eating the monsters (laughs) <laughs> it is funny I mean it's clever I feel like so, but I don't uh, think there's an anime yet so I don't know if there's a shot for shot re- recreation
2: uh, so real quick we'll go through some news um, so from Discount Games Inc there's been a lot of exciting stuff that is um, available that's new releases so some of the new releases uh, is stuff like the Lumineth Age of Sigmar box um, there is Uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow and uh, Drax and Ronin for Crisis Protocol. And for Riot Quest, there's General Brug and Lord of Zello and Malvin and Mayhem. And for Monster Apocalypse, there's the Cathedral, Rocket Gantry and Media So lots of exciting new releases. Uh, For Games Workshop we have pre sales up for and um, I believe it's some, some new uh, Necron stuff heading up to the launch of the new edition. So check all that stuff out. Um, and an- an- another kind of, I don't know if it's exciting, but uh, important, I guess, announcement for on Minis is uh, by the time this launches on July 1st, we're going to be through July and August, on Minis is... it's. It's not going to be a sell per se because we're not doing a discount on stuff. It's a, uh, I guess, help us keep the lights on promotion where, you know, a lot of, for a lot of companies uh, like Black Friday and the Christmas season is, is kind of what gets them through the year. And for Muson Minis, um, Adepticon was, was one of those big uh, things that the company kind of relied upon. And Adepticon didn't happen. (laughs) And, um, we're, we're kind of deciding, you know, what we're going to do with the business. And, And one of the real possibilities is, is that the business closes down. And so, um, while we're trying to figure things out, we're, Nigel is still working on new awesome products for you guys to check out. And so check out our Facebook page for the new products. Um, but, um, if, if you like what, uh, Use on Minis does, then you know, check out our product, buy it. Um, we're going to be doing this through July and August, and then evaluating things and seeing what what's going to be in store for the future of the company. So um, we we appreciate any support you guys can can send our way. Um, so I'm I'm just going to throw this out there real quick for my co-hosts. They don't uh, know this. I'm just bringing it on them, but um, when nothing we, go wrong. Yeah, nothing could go wrong. Uh, when we got towards the end of Chain Attack Mark 2, all about War Machine Mark 3, uh, our, our intros were getting a little bit long, and we would chat about various things, and, and we had several comments that they were uh, too long of intros, and, and now I've received several content, comments uh, with the reboot, with Chain Attack Grading Geekery, that our intros are too short. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, now we're gonna try to do the the Goldilocks as well as we can and try to get it just right. <laughs> and so <laughs> oh
3: my gosh, Is
2: there,
3: is there the anything Goldilocks?
2: Is there anything in, in uh, your guys's life going on that's uh, neat or interesting that you would like to I, talk I to love, us about?
0: I love the internet. It, it, you know, we always tell ourselves that we you know you cannot you cannot make everyone happy. But no matter what you do, you, you just you're reminded of that because there <laughs> there is the, the Goldilocks is a lie. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> there is no perfect. There are people who love the long intros. There are people who did not. And there's just no in between.
2: Well, there technically, there can be in between. <laughs> At least for the yeah, length. The,
0: the, the everyone hates it. It's too short. It's too long. Uh, <laughs> that, that's fair.
2: Perfect, yeah, that yeah, is
3: yeah. the perfect <laughs> length right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, uh, for for who for people who are following me on Twitter, um, you'll you'll get to see periodic uh, scenic landscapes from me as Brian and I go out camping. Um, and we're we're planning another trip of that for the Fourth of July because Brian has a very firm rule that he refuses to be in Idaho Falls during the Fourth of July. <laughs> and so, even
0: though the Fourth of July festivities have been canceled.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you're. I think there's going to be even more people lighting off like stuff in the streets. Oh, that'll this, happen. Yes, this year. So, so we're going yeah, to city do... of
1: M and is still doing a, a Fourth of July uh, event. I yep. mean, fireworks show.
2: Huh. Yeah. So we're gonna.
0: Really? Were you part of that, Mister?
1: Uh... I cannot disclose the the secret location, but yes, it's happening.
2: Also, oh, it's like people can't get together at this location for it. It's just going to be like, here's this thing up above our city that you guys can watch from your deck or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's basically going to be like, look a certain direction and see fireworks. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
2: All right. Okay, well, there we go. There's our intro. <laughs> So there's our Goldilocks moment. um, What what got me kind of so we're going to talk about Slay the Spire this episode. And what got me interested in this game was uh, several of the people that I follow on uh, Twitter were talking about this new game that came out. Uh, What did you say? You just said it. My mind's blank because I'm old, Josh. Monster train. Monster train. train. Monster train. Okay, yeah. So. Um, they, a lot of the people I follow on Twitter were like, oh my gosh, Monster Train, this is amazing. I was like, oh, maybe I should check that out. And then um, in our Discord for Chain Attack, which uh, everyone, you should subscribe to our Patreon and join us on our Discord cord channel. Um, I think it might have been Trevor mentioned, uh, I mean, yes, it's part of this genre that Slay the Spire kind of created. And, um, you know, why... Why won't I just play why don't I just play the original? Well,
0: to be fair, reading the reviews, there was a there was a lot of reviews that, that this was the the big quote was you know, the best roguelike
1: deck the builder Slay since Slay the Spire Slayer.
0: Yes, since Slay the Spire. They were all like blah blah blah, Slay the Spire. And I'm like, Well, you know, this sounds like those movie reviews where they're like, the best sci fi film since The Matrix. Well okay, well, why wouldn't I just go watch The Matrix then? You know, what makes it different or better than the thing that it claims thing, that it, I, it's I been am, compared
2: to? So there's a lot for me to unpack here. <laughs> but first off, one so I need you to explain something to me, Trevor, about these video games <laughs> that <laughs> this old man just doesn't understand. Like what who thought up and what of, of calling this a roguelike game and, and why is that like I, I just don't get it. Like, okay, okay, this seems like a deck builder game clearly, and so why? Yeah, is because guys... a
1: roguelike you keep stuff in between. The,
2: the I don't I, like. I don't. E- I guess That's I don't even true, know what Josh. a roguelike is. So uh, help help a poor old man out.
0: Uh, okay. Two poor old men apparently. So back when you were a young child, Jay, when you were about three years old, okay. there was there was a game that was created, um, originally on BSD. I believe, um, called Rogue. Okay. So, so Rogue was a dungeon crawl and it's, it was all done in ASCII, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking forever ago. So it was green and, you know, green, black type screen. And you basically, you know, use the, um, arrow keys or the, the uh, letter keys to move a character around the screen and go from room to room. The, Rooms were created, um uh I just forgot what the term is. Um they were procedurally? Yeah, Yeah. procedurally generated, which is that is the um core of a roguelike game, is that you are basically in a the equivalent of a dungeon crawl in a procedurally created environment, um, with uh and I'm not sure what else to tell you. And I'm sure there's There is other definitions or other parts of the definition. I will give you the definition from Wikipedia. Roguelike is a subgenre of role-playing video games characterized by dungeon crawl through a procedurally generated level. Turn-based gameplay, tile-based graphics, and permanent death of the player character. Most roguelikes are based on high fantasy narrative and reflecting their influence from tabletop role-playing such as Dungeons & Dragons. So... Are all of them fantasy? No. Faster than light is an example of a roguelike procedurally generated adventure where permadeath is what happens when you lose. You have to recreate a new character, a new ship, and begin the, the flight again. So um,
1: You had me at permadeath.
0: In this case, slay the spire. When you die, you don't keep any part of your deck. You start over, and you begin your dungeon crawl up the spire again.
2: The thing that, so, the thing I guess that seems weird to me is that, okay, yes, these are features of this game, and, and they're important features of the game, but really, the map of the Spire is, like, it doesn't vary that much, and it doesn't, it's not that important, in my opinion, it doesn't feel like. Um, uh-huh. Like, the, the deck building is, is what is the defining characteristic of the game
0: you don't feel like it's important to hit a shop or a, a epic um boss at the right point during the the um ascension up the spire
2: i used to think that uh, i less i do less so now i so when i when i first started out playing this game i was like okay uh I, i'm going to avoid all the bosses because why would i you know the bosses and then i was like oh these bosses are awesome because they give uh,
0: yeah you don't want to avoid the bosses you, you give hit
2: them. you give fat loots and um so then i did the bosses and then i was like uh, the the issue with this is i'm hitting all these bosses but then i'm missing like some of my campfires and other things where i'm not getting i'm like getting to the end of it and i'm and my deck isn't as thinned out and uh my cards aren't as upgraded and so long story short um no, I, I don't think it's that important which which way you're going.
0: Right. So you just went through all that explanation to tell me that you felt like it was important that you hit the right campfires and other things. I mean, that's the entire game right there is is picking your path up the spire.
2: No, I'm saying you're saying no. that
0: it doesn't matter. You can pick any path and it's not going to matter.
2: I think you're that, saying it
1: matters less I think, than you. Think,
2: I think though. that um and I think that if you try to do kind of like a middle road path where you are hitting some bosses, where you're hitting some campfires, some merchants, et cetera, um, then I think that's probably your optimal strategy. And I think that that in general is, is pretty easy to accomplish in, in this game.
0: Um, I, I'm not going to argue with that, I, but I do think that the Spire is procedurally generated. And there are decision points on the spire where you have to choose one path or another, and some of them require you to hit a elite boss or elite mob. Um, and and I, I think there I, are decisions to be made. Now, is it critical? No, I don't think you can fail if you hit one path rather than another. I think it's more important what happens in your individual encounters. But yeah, I, I do mean, think I, it's I do think it's an important decision.
2: Um, I mean, I think it's a decision. <laughs> I I mean, like I to me. The important decisions are, you know, how you're playing your combat, how you are um, opting to build your deck, what you're weeding out of the deck. What when you get to the end of the battle, you know, am I going to take one of these cards? Which one? Am I going to opt to not take it? I, I guess we should have backed out a little bit further back. We haven't really even fully described the game. Um, it's it's kind of so you are. Join up this procedural map having different encounters and as you're doing it at the end of each um, combat, you're given the option of uh, if you're doing a combat it will have um, three cards that you can pick from to add to your deck. Um, and, And then there's other types of places you can go. For example a campsite rest area where you can either rest to get back hit points or you can Upgrade versions of your card. Uh, There's also like a shop where you can pay to remove cards from your deck, or you can pay to buy certain cards, um, or buy potions or artifacts. Um, And then there's question marks where you can have encounters that are either range from a fight to getting an artifact to getting. um, There's some that are like they can be just kind of re- no no combat, but just like either a random positive encounter where you can choose like, do you want to remove a card or you do you want to upgrade a card? Or it could be something negative like, you know, you're falling down this thing and you have to pick one of your cards. They give you three options of cards to discard um, and you pick what you're... And they're, they're, they're not your bad cards in your deck <laughs> in general. Um, so you, you are doing that, working your way up the spire and then... There are um, basically three bosses that, that you can get to as you're fighting along. And after you beat a boss, uh, it heals you back to full and, and you start a new act, a new level. Um, and there's there's three starting characters once you beat, or maybe it was unlocked the third boss. I think it was beat the third boss with all three of them. Um, it unlocks a fourth character and it also unlocks a final boss encounter once you've beat it with, with everyone.
0: The, the four characters, the Ironclad, which is kind of a fighter, uh, the Silent, which is kind of like a rogue-style character, uh, the Defect, which uh, I don't even know what to say what that is like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an um, android gone wrong. Yeah, and then the Watcher, which is sort of like a mage. Um, each of them have starting decks that you begin with, um that are the same every time you play those characters. And they all have starting artifacts that you begin with with each of those characters. You generally right. have a choice you make at the beginning to customize a little bit. Um, and then as you go, you can add cards that are generally there's two types of cards. There's class cards and then there's um uh, I can't remember what it calls them. Common generic. cards. Yeah, generic General, common generic. cards. Yeah. Uh, that are gray. They're 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 not really they're in all of the games you play. And truthfully, there are some times where there's some crossover. There's an artifact that lets you um, play cards from any class, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but generally, the cards go with the different classes. So there's certain things like the orbs that are unique to the Defect warrior, um and the stances, which are unique to the Watcher, um, that don't really cross over.
2: And your starting deck in general, uh, I, I think this is true for all of them, you'll have five attack cards, five defend cards, and then two, they're kind of more class-specific cards. And so you'll start with a 12-card deck that you then shape into, you know, whatever you're trying to create to try to, you know, do well in this game with.
0: Um, as far as thinning the deck goes, um, besides the encounters that Jay talked about, there's also at every single store you have the opportunity to buy a card removal. So and that cost starts at. Like 75 gold. 75
2: and goes up 25 gold every, every time you use
0: it. Every time you use it, yeah.
2: So, I part of what pushed me over on this game was you had you had mentioned that and then I was on Twitter and uh, my wonderful friend Michael Plummer had tweeted out that Slay the Spire was newly on uh, available in the App Store and so I it's like, oh, well, this is the perfect opportunity to try that and so i uh, bought it through the app store and i played it the first time on like a friday while camping and then in about 10 days i played like 57 hours of of the game <laughs> so yeah <laughs> So
0: my introduction to this game came from our ex-host um scott ray and uh, Scott played um, a considerable amount of the Spire when it very first hit, and I believe was probably beta when it first, or whatever their alpha release was on um, Steam. Um, and he encouraged me to kind of jump into it. And I know he's played hundreds and hundreds of hours of it on Steam because um, even though you know I don't really talk to him anymore, I still see him from time to time on Steam. But um, Anyway, so this game's been out for quite a while uh, for um, those who have been playing it in that form. Its technical release date is not until last year. Uh, technically, according to Steam, it released January 23rd, 2019. But it's been out a lot longer than that, um, mm-hmm. available. Um, Josh, when did you start playing Slay the Spire?
1: So my first achievement... Was unlocked January twenty sixth of two thousand eighteen. Of course, knowing me, I could have been playing it for like a year before getting that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I don't. Even, I don't. I'm not even sure how long it's been out, truthfully. But um, it's been out a while. But it, I do think this is a perfect opportunity to bring it back up, especially because of it going on to um. I, did it only go out for iOS, or is it also available on
2: Android? Uh, do I don't know? know. I'm assuming it's probably both.
0: That is the one failing of our show is we are all iOS people. So, uh,
2: I mean, that's I, we have way worse failings of this show than, than that. <laughs> <laughs> But true. Sure, our big failing is that we're all yep. using Apple products. Yep. <laughs> that was it. Don't
0: crush my vision of what we've got going on here.
2: It is one of the, one of the people uh, who I was. I tweeted about the game, and we had a little small conversation about it. He mentioned that he had been playing it on the Switch as well, so it's it's evidently also available on that. Um, how how much have you guys played of this game?
1: Holy cow. I have 297 hours. All now, right. I want to go on the record <laughs> that I'm going to guess 200 of those are I was playing and left the computer on and walked <laughs> away and came back three days later, okay? Okay. I'm not perfect. That happens a lot. But okay. I do have. I gotta go look at Civilization now because that's you know that's that's the game that by which all other games are measured. I think. Well, that makes no sense. This says I have 352 hours of Civilization Six. <laughs> that was probably accurate, isn't it? I don't. I mean, I guess. I don't have <laughs> like time believing that. I feel like See, I should have more. I've,
0: I fully believe that you've been sitting at the computer for that long, but that about 150 to 250 hours of those, you were asleep. <laughs> uh-huh. Um so I don't Funny know how m- it's true. Yeah, I don't know how many hours I have total. I do know that um, when it came out on the iPad, um I bought it and installed it on my iPad and began playing it and I played about um I think we even quoted on this show i was talking about because i was playing it while we were recording but um i'm gonna guess 40 some odd hours on that ipad um and then my wife and i decided that our ipads were um getting old and we bought new ipads um and the game does not have a cloud save so i had to restart my um all my achievements and restart all of my process of going through And you unlock cards each time you get to a particular level and unlock new characters And so on my new iPad, I am currently at 11 hours, 27 minutes um, here. So on the iPad alone, about 52 hours, I'm guessing.
2: And I I assume you guys have... have...
0: I didn't play it a ton on the computer, I'll be honest. The truth is, is that it's easier
2: to... It lends itself well on the iPad.
0: I have some complaints about the iPad interface, but yes, it is a great mobile game. It is a great iPad game. It's very easy to play while lying in bed. Um, when I'm at my computer, it's not the type of game generally that I want to start up and play. I, I usually like something a little heavy.
2: So have, have you guys um, beat the final final boss with a character, various characters?
0: I don't think I have. Uh,
1: you're I talking, have you're talking about like with... Actually, I haven't beat beat the game. I mean, I've... Well, what does it say? I've beat the game with the silent and I've beat the game with the ironclad. You're talking
0: about combining the three like gem things and playing all the way through and I don't think beating
2: I'm... beating Act Four.
0: Yeah, I haven't done yeah.
2: that. Yeah.
1: Wait, really?
0: I don't think so. I've beat i beat Act Three. The three player the I beat it with all the characters on that, but I've right. assembled oh, three. Okay. the three. Oh, okay. I've not then assembled no, the, I I haven't. Yeah, the I three haven't three gems and unlocked the final boss. Hmm. I've not done that.
2: I did that with the defect. Um, because one of my one of our one of my friends had said that that was that he thought the defect was the easiest to do it with, and I was like, oh, I'll try it with that one first. And then uh, the same person I was chatting with on Twitter was like, oh, he's the hardest one to do it with. So um, I'm so, kind of so curious to try it with some of the others.
0: He's saying the final boss is the hardest to beat it with, or the game is the most difficult.
2: No, the, the the defect had the hardest time beating the final boss out of the four classes.
0: Oh, I would believe that. Um, I probably played more of the defect than any other character class. And I am always the, there's so many failed games with that one. I just I, I don't know if it's because it's so dependent on getting the right cards artifacts. or the right artifacts or whatever it is. Um, but I, I've had the toughest time with the with defect, probably. And uh, then I've I, had the I've had the, the most glorious wins with the defect as well. When everything lines up, he's just sure, yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. crazy powerful.
2: Um. So. And this is I, – I don't know if you guys know if this is true or not, but one of the things I thought I read online was that the fourth class was one that was fairly recently added to the game. Is, do you know if that's accurate or – That
1: seems accurate. That's the one that has the stances, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Because
1: when I look at my achievements, like clearly I was playing this thing a lot more heavily in – well, frankly, in 2018 – um because that's when i won it with the i mean beat act three sorry it whatever my achievement says that i beat the game okay for the record uh (laughs) but it says uh yeah that i beat the game with the ironclad and the silent and then like i said that was back in 2018 and you probably probably so i honestly i've only played the watcher once i think because every once in a while like I'm currently not into the into it, right? But every once in a while I'll be like, "Oh, maybe I'll do the daily challenge thing, right?" To sure, remind yeah. myself how basic I am. And <laughs> uh, and I think I remember playing with her one time and I was like, "What what what is going on here? What is with these stances?" Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so
2: I've actually done very little with with that class so far as well. Um, um, I don't,
1: and I remember I, thinking, like, geez, why would I ever want to go into peaceful stance? Because then I get anyway. But
2: I'm uh, sure that she's awesome. She take you take double damage in in her wrath, right? In, in the, the rage, yeah.
1: Wrath. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't particularly care for that class. I don't know if it's because there's too many times where the move to rage requires too much math for me. Um, <laughs> like I, I, you know, I'm I'm want to sit back and just like. Yeah, that's a good card to play. You know, I don't want to have to go, okay, 18 times three is an eight times yeah, three is, and I'm going to have this much mana. There's a, there's, and if you, you do it wrong and you go to wrath right. Yeah. and then play all your cards and realize your math was off by six and the boss is still alive and you've been playing it on the ragged edge and you've got 10 hit points left, then your game is over. You lose. And that's just, I don't know. I mean, I think that's the way the classes intend to be played, um, but that's generally not the type of I'm going to sit back and play an iPad game sort of thing I want to
1: do.
2: Okay, well, any, I guess, any final thoughts before we move on to grading this game?
1: Um, uh, I want to talk, well, we're going to talk about grading, but I just think you should address the art style. It's, I would describe it as unique, and then I will talk more about it in the grading segment. <laughs> okay. Uh, can we compare
0: When we get to there, don't let me forget, we need to compare it to Ascension, art style. Oh,
1: yuck. Okay. I mean, it's okay. a card game, right? Yeah. has it's unique, art, unique art, art style. Just
2: I'm like ready that. to compare. Okay. You, you sounded like you were going to bring something up before oh, um, Brady Trevor.
0: No, I, I think that, that if people enjoy... Okay, there are some things that I dislike about card games, and I've mentioned them on this show before, and I've played a lot of Slay the Spire and I get, can get kind of frustrated with card games in general, and this one's no different. But I think that um, I think that there are aspects about this that allows you to manipulate or, or control your deck in ways that I like a lot better than your average card game. So I, I've always liked deck builders a little bit better because you have a lot more control uh, as you flow. There's not a, there's not a requirement to have a certain number of cards or And and Mm -hmm. it makes for more interesting decisions. And generally deck builders have a lot of deck manipulation in them, at least the good ones. And this Mm -hmm. one's no different.
2: Yeah, I mean, it it does. I mean, I I guess we can get into this with with grading it. Um, And so the the first category is going to be design. So I think
0: that the the design is, uh, I'm going to design, I'm going to grade the game as a whole. And then I want to talk a little bit about the iPad implementation because there's some things that bothered me about it. But um, I think that the game is well done. It's easy to understand. It's quick to get into. Um, There's tool tips for everything. Um, There's very few mechanics that they leave um, in a way that you don't understand them. There's a few times where you kind of have to dig a little bit, and maybe that's something I'll knock it back for. But for the most part, the mechanics are easy, and they're easy to understand, and it's easy to find information about them.
2: So what this experience of... of Picking up this game and playing it kind of reminds me of. And this is this has been uh, a long time uh, since since this experience. But I remember when Dominion first released, and and it's kind of crazy to think about now. But like we would, there were like we would just play a ton of Dominion, and there would be like lots of people getting together on Saturdays, and we would just be like doing game after game after game of Dominion well truth,
0: Dominion was kind of our first introduction to this whole genre of deck
2: yeah well I mean it was it created the genre and uh, and it's what we and it was like this big revelation and it's like wow this is amazing right and and getting to it and the reason why I brought that up is because it kind of had the same feeling to me of the like the excitement of playing it and the um just kind of like the contagious energy that when when I first when first when Dominion first released um it, it kind of had that same feeling for me playing this game so uh, obviously I, I I think that this this does take a lot of roots from from deck building games I've said that previously um and, and I think that it's a a pretty interesting take on on deck building games um it's it's kind of a um genre that in a lot of ways kind of feels a little bit played out in in physical form um not not to say that there isn't like room for innovation or stuff like that but if someone came up to me was like hey do you want to play x random deck building game that is that doesn't really have anything new or innovative about it i'd like if I enjoy spending time with the person, then the answer would be yes. But uh, the game itself wouldn't really be much of a draw. And oh, if,
0: if this released today as a board game, I wouldn't be interested.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um. And it it, it it is it is nice that you know the electronic implementation of it is a big draw of it, in my opinion.
0: Oh, it's a huge draw because there's so much setup. in one of the right. one of the yep. issues with Dominion or or the one I was thinking of is um. Uh, the stone, gosh, what is it called? Thunderstone. Um, Thunderstone (laughs) is kind of, you know, the follow-up to that 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 probably has more in common with um, Slay the Spire than than Dominion does. But the truth is, is that Thunderstone, especially after a few expansions, became such a chore to set up that it started really losing its luster. And I I agree that that, um, deck-building games are, for tabletop gaming, are well played out. I mean, I don't think if I were a publisher today and someone brought me a deck building game, I'd probably be like, you know what? I just, you know, I don't think so. I just, I don't want to take the time right now to deal with that. <laughs> you know, I'd tell them to go I, to some other publisher. I wouldn't even try it probably.
2: Would um, Would you publish though? I, I, Okay, Josh would publish this. I don't know if you would, Trevor. But I, I did. It It just brought a little laugh of joy to my heart that someone made the deck building deck building game where you (laughs) are literally (laughs) constructing a patio on your house.
0: (laughs) Um, I actually think that it's pretty humorous and I probably would at least look at it. But anyway, I've, I, in fact, I've, I've literally looked at it on the shelf in the store and been like, Ooh, Hmm. Hmm. You know, I don't care how bad it is. The, The pun is too good for me, but, um, yeah, I mean, as a computer genre, computer game genre, I think that this is something new, and it takes some of the worst things about playing it at the tabletop, which is separating out all the cards and setting it up and shuffling the decks and just everything also, you have to fiddle with, and it throws it away.
2: There's also, so I I haven't played as much of the digital version of Ascension as, as you guys, I don't think, but... Oh my um, gosh. I, I think it's
1: physically possible to play as much as Trevor has. That's
2: you, probably true, yeah. I
0: had at one point I had eight games going at once. Okay. Like on, on a daily basis, I had eight games going constantly, and then when those games would finish, I would they would just be restarted. I had eight right, concurrent yeah. games going at one time and yeah, I've played
2: How did the decks not all bleed together?
0: <laughs> oh, there's some yeah. Well, let's just say I've played thousands of games of Ascension. Okay. And that's not, that's, that is a conservative estimate.
2: Uh, so anyways, the, the, the reason I brought that up is that um, like, I prefer at, at at least in this point of my play experience of these games um, that it's like me versus this AI kind of story based thing, as opposed to like the Ascension versus another player experience. I, I find this more enjoyable currently.
0: Well, one of the things about it, I mean, even even in a digital form, those eight games of Ascension were against real people. And truthfully, I don't, th- I wouldn't have eight games going if it were against AI. What's the point? Right. Yeah. I had eight games going because why in the hell hasn't he taken his turn yet? Right. That's why I had eight games going because I was always wanting a turn, and the only way I could get it. You know, in a reasonable manner, was to have be playing against, and I wasn't playing against eight different people. Truthfully, I had some games that were doubled up against the same people, but you know, you had to have multiple games going to actually have your turn come up on a fairly regular basis. Sure. So I, I agree that if you're going to sit down and play a quick game on an iPad, it's much easier. It's to also, not have to wait on somebody else.
2: It's also more enjoyable to, like. The digital thing can make it faster, but there's still kind of there comes a point towards the end of the game of ascension where you're just kind of sitting there watching your opponent have their engine uh, work its magic on end for a long time it feels like sometimes
0: um so I'm going to um I'm going to to make it sound even worse so I don't think either of you played this expansion because you guys yeah walked away from it. but there was an expansion yeah. that was kind of the one that broke my back um, where I played a game against Michael Chili winters where he's, and we played multiple of these games. So this is not a one-time thing. Um, I, I score in one game. I believe he scored 6,500 points. <laughs> no, no joke. So I, I had multiple games where I scored 5,000 plus and and if you guys understand Ascension, those listening, there is a pool of victory points. And I think there's about 100 and I don't remember how many there's 120. I thought it was less
2: than that. But yeah.
0: OK, 90, whatever it is, 90 to 120 hit. Uh, uh, I think you can play the extended version, which is 120. But okay. whatever There, there's there's a pool of 100 ish victory points. And when that pool runs out, that triggers the end of game, meaning that when that pool runs out, you, you play out your turns and then the game is over. So that tells you how big their final turn was.
2: Yeah, I mean you're, you're basically sitting there watching someone play with their deck.
0: Um, we the truth is, here's the worst part of it is that when you would play against another player using the digital version of it, and they would have a turn like that, you would you would see that they were doing it, and they would concede, or it was going to happen, and you would concede. Well, if you were the winning player, the only way that it would give you the win is to play your turn out. So okay. even, even as the player who had just won by 5,000 points, your opponent conceded when you, you know, when they saw it coming. But the only way that you would get a win in the app was to actually go through and play out 5,000 victory points as you played through your deck over and over and over and over and over again. Um, or I guess, I mean, you could quit, but the truth is, is that <laughs> it was just, it, it became sort of an exercise in stupidity. Like, okay, well, I guess I'll score, you know, Fifteen hundred points here. It, it was really bad. I'm I'm hoping, and I haven't gone back yet, but I'm I'm hoping that they've fixed all of that and errated that card, those those cards that were similar. Right. Cards, yeah. Cause it.
2: Okay. Um. Josh, did you have any comments on design? Uh.
1: Other than I think the game is very well designed and the art makes me feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why so I didn't even hear, I didn't hear numbers flying around. The uh, the truth is like, I don't, I think the just doesn't connect with me. Right. But the honest truth is I feel like I should probably give kudos for the art because it, it's different, right? Like it's not your standard fantasy trope. It's not, I mean, I guess it's kind of a sci-fi-ish art, right? But it's just very esoteric. Like it feels non-Euclidean to me when I look at it. <laughs> Okay. I, don't,
0: I don't think it's that unique. Personally. Really? Yeah, no, it seems very generic fantasy to me in many ways. The reason I brought up Ascension, though, is because in many of the ways some of the art reminds me mm. in feeling or theme, not necessarily in art style because they're completely different, but feeling and theme reminded me of Ascension.
1: That's fair. I don't like Ascension's art, so maybe, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Ascension's art is, is awful. Like,
1: I mean, it, it was definitely a decision. They definitely made a decision <laughs> when they chose to do
0: Ascension's I, I, art. I'm, I'm fairly certain that the artist that do that did the stuff for Ascension is never going to listen to this podcast, so I'm just going to come out and say it. Like, I've seen better shit from uh, – excuse me. I've seen better stuff from, like, the, the stuff at my kid's school. Like, you go to Art <laughs> Day, oh. you look at the walls, and the yeah, stuff – Yeah, well, I don't
1: think your kids can consistently create the same – stuff over and over again uh neither (laughs) neither can the artists for ascension
2: (laughs) okay i want to hear numbers on design
1: uh i'm gonna give it a seven i'm gonna
0: Uh, give it an eight i actually think it's better than that i think that there's some
2: really great
0: design in cards in potions in artifacts and the way it all works together i think the costs are generally well done and well thought out generally um, in a deck building game, you'll find one card or another card that's kind of broken and you can lean on yeah. it heavily. Um, you'll also find cards that you can purchase in um, whatever the market is that are miscosted, that are too cheap. I just don't feel like that's the case. Very. Another,
2: a couple other things that I think are interesting about it. Two things real quick. One is when I talk with other people about the game, a lot of times they'll be like, okay, these are kind of my favorite cards or whatever. And, um, they always are. They never match with what other people have as their favorite cards or what they think the strongest cards are. And so, um, I think that's pretty interesting. Um,
0: I think and, people's strategy for the approaching the game are, like right. develop, changes and develops over time.
2: Yeah, that's that's the other thing that I was gonna say as well is that I, I one of the things I kind of like about the game is that um, because what you are presented as your options to choose from cards or what you get as artifacts or potions or et cetera. Um, You have to kind of try to be good at developing your game plan uh, based on the options you're given. Like you can't, you can't have just, you know, this is the dominant strategy to win the game because you might not get the inputs or cards that you need to be able to have that dominant strategy. Um, So I think that's interesting as well. Um, you're going to say something?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, uh, I also think that it's interesting that, that um, Slice Fire has a custom mode where you can go through and make your own custom modifiers, which is completely different than the base game. And they do a, Josh mentioned it, they do a daily climb, which has um, basically their take on some custom modifiers each day. Um, But the daily modifiers are very different and allow you to customize the game in ways that you would never get out of the standard game and allow you to build kind of your own custom game experience um that i just i think are quite cool um for example let's say you know you want to try and they're not always going to be the most balanced but let's say you want to you want to play the defect but you want to have a few cards from um the um Oh, uh, sorry, I forgot the iron The Ironclads thing. There is a a checkbox in the custom mode that allows you to add red cards into the rewards and shops to just, you know what? I want to try that, and I'm going to throw that in there. Instead of trying to find that one artifact that lets you get any color cards, you can actually build a custom game that has that in there. These are really cool options. That, I mean, truthfully, how many games can you think of that have that sort of depth to their custom gameplay? And part of that is because it is procedurally created, and it's very easy to make those, you know, make that 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 check box off, where you wouldn't be able to do that in, say, a, a you know, an RPG or or something that's more scripted. Um, but it is pretty cool.
2: Um, so, I'm also going to preface this by saying uh, I, I I realize that my my grades have maybe looked like a little bit of uh, numbers creep or or a little bit high, but there's also been a little bit of self selection here, like. <laughs> uh, i i'm not telling my co-hosts like hey let's let's create the latest pokemon game because
3: <laughs> <laughs> i don't care about it or think it's good
2: <laughs> we're we're kind of selecting things that we like a lot um so
0: yeah, we'll we'll eventually get a little more out of our wheel we
2: should have brigade members demand
1: a no-go episode where we just bring stuff we know we'll hate oh i <laughs> that's easy
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, Trevor's Uh So I'm I'm gonna give a nine on design.
1: Wow. Okay. So time management. So here's my quick complaint on time management. I, I'm gonna give it. I mean, honestly, I think I'm gonna give it a seven because it's you can get through a, a game pretty quick. But here's where it loses a few points with me. I don't feel like it's very easy to stop mid ascension. I mean, the game makes it easy. Like, I could walk away, and clearly I can leave my computer running and walk away for hundreds of hours at a time. Uh, but, man, I, it just feels hard to get back into the game. It, like, I just feel like when I start an Ascension, I have to f- play it through to the finish. Is that and its so, fault or yours, though? Mm, yeah, I mean, it, clearly. it's. I mean, it's never my fault. Are, the funny thing is, about? is I
0: was basically going to say the same thing. <laughs> that it feels it feels like civilization, where you're like, oh, I can just go one more level up. And there has been multiple times over the last since it came out on the iOS, since it came out on the iPad, that um, I've found myself up on a work night, since I don't go to school anymore, but the equivalent of a school night. At two or three in the morning, still going because I was pissed off at the way the last run ended, or I wanted to just try this one strategy next, or I hadn't completed this run yet, or whatever it was. It was just that one more turn, and man, that's sometimes you kind of hate that.
1: Yeah, because that's my whole point. Is like I feel like it then it it ends up being longer than I realize, kind of. Kind of thing, so this is our that's complaint. why I'm it's so fun it we can't stop. <laughs> oh, great. Now I sound like one of those job interviews. What is your weakness? It's just that I care too much. Uh,
2: like I, I i i I don't don't know what to say I don't have this issue. Uh, <laughs> although I say that the the reality is that uh, I just will play out the the entire run. There have been multiple times, though, where like, I'll be playing and I'm like, uh, I'm I'm nodding off while playing. I'll, I'll go to sleep and then finish it the next day. Um it, it does feel pretty easy to to pause mid run to me, but um I, I I think it does great in time management. Um, so what are your guys' numbers?
1: Uh six. Six. Oh no, I said seven. I lied. Seven. See this is why I write things down.
0: Um it does feel bite sized, it feels easy to play. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to separate my enjoyment of the game with the amount of time and effort that it takes but I feel like it's really easy to get into the effort is simple it it it's one of those games where I've caught myself playing it while watching TV and other things it doesn't feel like it steals my time in a way you know it doesn't feel like it takes too much effort or the, like that I feel like I've wasted my time when I'm done so I, I'm gonna give it a, a I'm gonna give it an eight I actually think that it's a really Uh, great expenditure of my time
2: nine (laughs) (laughs) we're just just gonna go like seven eight nine this whole time evidently uh i
1: i feel like i shouldn't ever start this game back up again or it will suck me back in so i'm not (laughs) sure what to do with the number on that uh i honestly think i will give it a seven because now jay has put that idea in my head (laughs) but also because I clearly was able to walk away from it. I,
0: I hate that. I hate the way that a lot of games require you to unlock all the content sometimes, because sometimes I want to see that content and I grow weary of the game before the content comes. And I'm afraid that that's, um, that's what happened before with the computer and that's going to happen again. Um, with the ios version is you know it's a lot of fun and i've replayed it a hundred times and clearly i've played a lot of hours even on the ipad i have 50 plus hours of it um but i don't think i don't i've never seen all the content on the computer and i don't think i'm going to see all the content on the ios uh just be uh, version because i'm gonna run out of interest before i get there so i don't know where that sits I, i it is highly replayable
2: um I guess here's here's the lens I'm gonna use to uh, justify my nine. <laughs> justify your nine. <laughs> you you can you can spit out your eight after that, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> but I went into this with fairly low expectations. Um, I you know it's a ten buck uh, iOS game was all I was expecting going into it, and like to get 57 hours worth of play in 10 days for 10 bucks is like, uh, amazing replayability in my opinion. And, and you know, obviously my expectation is that I will continue playing more of it as, uh, during the life of, as I have this game. Um, but I think for, you know, for what it is, for the amount of money I invested in it, um, it, it it's had i i have well spent that 10 bucks
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh if i line up all the games in my entire library and you take a poll of how many games i've played more than let's let's give it a rough estimate and say 75 hours of um or less than 75 hours of um certainly there are very few who are above that mark and it right. is you know so gosh um that says something right there um so yeah it's an eight i guess yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i actually don't have any any dog in the fight when it comes to the number here other than i think that it's a great game and it's highly replayable it will never reach you know the five thousand hours i had in world of warcraft True. But, yeah. But the whatever it is, 50 to 100 hours, that's better than 90% of the games. Excuse me, 80% 80 of the games. (laughs) That's why I'm good at the end. Well,
3: oh, brother. This is your library.
2: It's in the one percentile, probably, but.
0: I mean, if you take them by hours, then no, it's probably like it, if you take all the games that I bought and I've never played, and they and they don't even count for you know they're still zero percent. You count towards the total number of hours of games I played. But it's not that high.
2: Okay, so next we have fun.
1: Do you want to give it your nine first, Jay, or?
2: <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I, I guess what I'll use to justify my nine in, in this instance is. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it is. There's. There's very few games that, like I, I mentioned, that kind of excitement or um, wonders. Maybe not the the right adjective, but just um, the the level of enjoyment I had as as I was playing this game is is something that's uh, unusual for me. Um, there's there's not too many games that kind of unlock that for me, uh, and so it it does. Uh, get a well-deserved nine from me. It, it did. It did. Like I like I mentioned before, those those experiences of playing Dominion for the first time it does kind of correlate. Evoke
3: to, that. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, it re- the two experiences kind of remind me of each other. I'm trying to think about how to
1: justify a seven this time because I think I might score it lower if I weren't now addicted to the pattern. But the honest <laughs> truth is. The honest truth is like thinking about this game and, and for, it's kind of bad because for me, it's, I'm the host that's been the longest since I played it really, probably, Uh but it makes me realize how much I enjoy turn based things. Like this is a confession, confessions of an old man, 2020 edition. I like that I can take my time and think. Click on the next turn and <laughs> think
2: some more. and I don't understand how you haven't been subscribed to my newsletter for years on this topic, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not that I'm not subscribed. It's just that I forget
1: the subscription sometimes. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's it goes through it's your that time I haven't time. unsubscribed, you know,
2: right? But, okay, fair enough.
1: Because every once in a while I will I'll pick back up a, a some form of real-time video game, right? And then I'm exhausted a few minutes later, and I'm like, is there something wrong with this game? Mm-hmm. And then it takes things like the fun I have with Slay the to make me realize, oh, it's... I think we lost Josh.
2: I think so. So uh, obviously he's, he's going to be going with the seven. Uh, <laughs> I, I assume that his rural internet has crapped out on him. Uh, so uh, Trevor, how are you going to uh, explain your eight on fun?
0: I'm actually going to probably go with a 7 with Josh. Oh,
2: my heavens.
0: Um, so here's here's the problem for me. At the end of the day, it's still a card game. And I struggle a little bit with card games. I don't really like the idea of the card game. I have frustrations with the way that they play out, I guess. Of card games, this is one of my favorite. And obviously I'm lying to myself because I've played a bajillion games of Ascension and it's a card game too. <laughs> um, so, but in my heart of hearts, I keep telling myself that I don't like card games um, anyway. So at its core, I think that's probably why I, um, I will enjoy this game a lot and I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but there are times when I'm frustrated. I will give you an example. So I was playing um, a game of Slay the Spire. I was playing the Defect I had a deck that essentially I needed to get out um, my powers, and then the rest of my deck I could basically play through infinity. Like I had, t- I think there was probably six to ten cards that basically I could play them over and over and over and over and over again until the game was complete. And um, there was generally not any way that that would get interrupted. Um, and I played through, and I was beating bosses left and right because it, it went off without a hitch. I built the deck perfectly, I felt like. and I got to the final boss and um, you know, I, I built my engine, I played everything correctly, and I went through, and for whatever reason, that one in a million time the wrong card comes up at the wrong mm, time., yeah, happened. Yep. And it happened on the boss. I don't think it would bother me quite as bad if it hadn't happened on the boss. and I lost my run. With the most amazing build I had ever built of that character, and I lost the game because of that one wrong draw and maybe you know there's people who say, "Well, you know, then your deck wasn't what you thought it was, or I don't know, but that's why i'm gonna I'm just gonna say I don't like card games again
1: <laughs> welcome, welcome back, Josh. You're nothing if not predictable
0: I know, I know. I, I will go – when we're done here, I will go play more card games and claim I hate them.
1: And claim
2: that makes a lot all of right. sense, actually. Overall? O- overall, I, I, I have faith we can maintain our pattern on this one.
1: <laughs> That's true. We probably will. Yeah, I don't see a reason that it's not a seven for me. <laughs> well, it's been so good on all the other categories, right? Like, this does feel like a, t- a time – where the the parts are the sum of the whole. They are not greater than or less You've than. You've played
0: more hours than probably Jay and I combined, and you're
1: like, oh yeah, it's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've allegedly played more. Oh, okay.
2: Here's the part I don't understand, Josh. Is the like you're just such you just love games and you love well done games, and I and I don't understand why this doesn't evoke more joy out of you.
1: I it was totally, t- so I would, 2018, this is so, so weird yeah that's why that's totally it
2: yeah that's right he does love he does love the new
1: i'm also curious that is a huge part of the problem but i'm also curious like how i would respond to it skinned differently oh Ooh. interesting like paste the this graphic, mechanic graphic in a full yeah like in a spaceship be gra- i mean or, or whatever like let, let's admit what i am like but paste a generic fantasy theme on this thing and see how I would respond to it. So you're you saying
0: know? if this was a Lord of the Rings, carrying the ring in three
1: acts to Mount Doom, to Mordor, right? Yeah, you would. You Where would... you don't simply walk in. Yeah.
2: You'd I be mean, like ten, ten, ten. Probably, <laughs> I probably am
1: that predictable. That's probably the problem. You're right.
2: Okay. But
1: <laughs> I, I would only give it a ten if one of the cards was one does not simply walk in. Okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes you do you totally do
1: <laughs> all right jay let's hear you give it a more reasonable score
2: i mean it's it's a great game it's a nine i, I don't know what else to say trevor
0: uh it's a card game I hate it
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> uh audience <laughs> um i do feel
1: like you've got to have a bit of a gamer soul in you to enjoy it
0: yeah, I think you do need to have like, a
1: little bit you're of You're not gonna you're not uh, younger kids aren't gonna enjoy this. Um teenagers, I maybe like a teenager that is kinda mathy or you know, I would have had some stuff as a teen. Would you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I probably would have as well.
1: I'm trying to try to Absolutely. think of what I was playing at this age, it was probably wizardry or something clearly not as good.
0: I mean you played magic at, at
1: in your teen yeah. years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: You're, okay. This, this okay, could have so, been
1: So a teen with these proclivities is going to enjoy this.
2: If if your wife had dumped you right when this game would come out, <laughs> <laughs> you would have played hours upon hours of this game. <laughs>
1: and the art never would have bothered me. You're probably right. Uh
2: so go or no go? I I assumed that even with your your miserly sevens it's, it's still a go for you, Josh. Is that correct? I would
1: call it I would call it a still go.
2: Yeah. Okay. And and Trevor uh obviously he hates card games but is is still going to play it nonstop
0: yeah this is a no go for me i'm only going to play it another 100 hours or so he will soon outstrip <laughs> me in in play hours but
1: you
0: know i will mention that that um on the go no go and and the audience thing that this is not a game that my wife would really enjoy um she's never been a big fan of 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 this type of strategy game where on your turn I'm going to it's it's common in card games, but I don't want to say it's just card games, but where you have to play them all in the right order. Like Mm. for whatever it is, she's never she's never really latched onto magic. She's never really latched on to these sorts of card games. And she's a big gamer. She loves board games. She loves a lot of that stuff. Um, She would rather, you know, have that choice on this turn I'll play one card and it's going to be this is the card I'm going to play. It's just better at that than having to play them in a particular order to make a combo happen. Um, so I think that if, if you're the type of person that likes combos, then yes, this is for you. If you'd rather have the choice of I have to pick one card to play and that's the card I'm going to play this turn and you'd rather not have to figure out what order to play them in or whatever, then maybe it's not for you. So anyway, maybe that's a little bit of insight.
2: Okay, well, Josh... Uh, To close things out, since you were such a humbug (laughs) on this game, uh, I I feel like you should share a dad joke with us.
1: Uh, Well, I did learn an interesting fact. Do you know what is the least spoken language in the world? I do not. Sign language.
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I
0: thought you were going to say body language. (laughs) That one's
2: pretty good, too. Okay, well, thank you for listening, listening, everyone, and have a good day.